Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, rock stars? It's Matt Johnson. We're back for another episode of the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rock star business into a UX machine. And we have an awesome guest here with us today who's actually going to share her experience in building uh, essentially her own version of a UX machine, even though she didn't really know that that's what she was building. And we didn't realize it until she became a client. We started talking about the structure of her business, and which is really, really awesome because she is an amazing example, not only of building a UX machine type of business, but the way that she's built it is unbelievable. So one of the very first things we talk about is just how she's built and how any of us can build a movement that actually carries and feeds the whole machine that we're building, right? In the sense that we come out with people who are they're plugged in. They have, uh, for lack of a better term, like drink our Kool-Aid, right? They're, they're super enthusiastic about our message. They get our point of view. They resonate. They understand their, our point of difference. They understand all that. They get it. They love it. They're on board, right? Well, she's taken those people and helped create and turn them into many influencers and many famous people within her tribe. And then often then they turn into team members for her, which is really, really interesting. So she's also taking and, and leveraging entrepreneurs that emerge within her tribe, working with them, paying them to do certain elements of things within her business, uh, even making them sometimes part-time or full-time staff. She's also helping to take some of the freelancers that she works with and help turn them into entrepreneurs, which is a key part of uh, building a UX machine. We also talk about her ideal client scale, how that relates to the concept of circles and, and the circles that form around us within our tribe, and really what is the difference or what separates people from being kind of in our inner circle of our ideal perfect client versus being you know in our outer circle of people who aren't ready for us yet. And she has some very, very key things to say about what separates people, and it's not more content. So it's very, very important. Dana has some amazing stuff on the free-to-paid journey and why it's so important for us to understand what is the transformation, transformational journey that we want to take people on and how that moves from free through our paid products up into our highest, you know, our, our high ticket products if we offer those and really understanding what we're selling from the outset so that we go all the way back to the beginning and we structure their first interactions with us in such a way that it positions them to want and demand and pay for the things that we have to sell on down the line. So as opposed to just creating a bunch of haphazard content, putting it out there and hoping people like us and hire us, she has a very structured, systematic way of looking at that and teaches us some amazing stuff on that. So we get it. We dip into a little bit of that. We'll actually have her back on another episode to go deeper on the free-to-pay journey because we just briefly touched on on it in this episode, but it's enough to really get uh, get the appetite whetted for that. And I hope you guys get a ton of value out of this. Dan is one of my favorite people in the world. She's a client. We, we run her Boss Mom podcast. Uh, and so without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation with Dana Malstaff, aka Boss Mom. All right. So first of all, Dana Malstaff, aka Boss Mom, officially welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Thank you. As well, you should be because we've got some fun stuff to talk about. We talk about this stuff behind the scenes, um, but I want to bring a, a few things to people that uh, they may not know about you 
uh, publicly, even if they do follow you and even if they do listen to the Boss Mom podcast, which my team mm-hmm. now produces, right? So we uh, yeah. so we took over production of the show and that's going awesome. And so I get to hear a lot of it. You know, I, I get to hear you talk about some of these things uh, publicly, but then I also get the behind the scenes stuff. And there's a few things that I wanted you to, to go over. Uh, before we do that, for anyone that's not familiar, because we've joked around you being in your in your woman bubble, essentially. You- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's joking. You more accuse me of being in my woman bubble. <laughs> well, when you don't know who when you don't know who Dan Kennedy is, I start to question your judgment, and then you have to explain to me that Dan Kennedy makes no inroads in the female entrepreneur space. And no. I, I get it. I, yeah. I- Dan Kennedy and Grant Cardone just don't really speak the woman talk, yes, you know, well, and I mean that with a lot of love in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying what they're saying isn't great and doesn't work and isn't possibly right. They just don't say it in a way that really hits women in the right way. Yes, I, I completely understand. So you being, uh, you living in your woman bubble, please explain yes. what you do. <laughs> I live very happily there, by the way. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I uh, run a business called Boss Mom. So I help moms start businesses online. Um, We have a massive community online. And now we've actually broke into local meetups. So locally as well, where it's all about the idea that we should want to uh, have more passions than just one. Um, And for those of us who uh, don't delight in 24 hours a day spending with our kids, um, we shouldn't feel guilty about that. Those that have uh, dreams and passions that they want to pursue should pursue them so that we can show our kids that uh, doing what we love is financially viable um, and not feeling guilty about it. So we've built this community around that. And then from an expertise space for me as a uh, individual I really dig into content strategy and understanding how to create actual viable products that are going to serve your ideal client and not your almost ideal client. Uh, and how to really create free content that nurtures into paid content because that's the big disconnect I think everybody deals with is they make a bunch of stuff. Everybody just keeps telling everybody, make a bunch of stuff and then it will, co- it will come to you. But the problem is, is everybody uh, doesn't understand really what marketing and branding is and they don't understand how to create cohesive journeys for people. Um, and, and that leaves a lot of uh, people that would love to buy your products bewildered and be wondered about where on earth they're supposed to go to find you and what it is they're supposed to find when they get there. Yes. And there's a lot that we can dig into there. And I want to dig into a little bit on the the free to pay journey, which is kind of what you're known for, especially with within your community. But I think you'll get mm-hmm. more known for it outside of your community because everybody needs that that message. I know it's like it's like helped me a lot uh, to focus on exactly who my ideal client is and then the stages at which I feel like I can help them versus the mm-hmm. stages where I need to point them to someone else and why I need to focus on just what I do and be okay with sending them some, to someone or somewhere else if they're not exactly my ideal client or maybe one step removed. So I want to get into that in a second. But you mentioned the, um, just you, you very briefly kind of gave the gist of your entire message and the movement and the community that the community is based around. Uh, so explain to me and to everybody else listening, <laughs> how, how does having that message that the movement is kind of based around, how has that made your life easier when it comes to actually building out the team that helps you deliver all of this stuff? 
Yeah. Well, uh, so I, I've actually done talks about this, that it, it's really your the movement engine. So what a lot of us do is we go out and we have products and services and we sell those products and services and it's an uphill battle, right? And so one of the things that I teach is that everybody should have a movement in this online world where people want to be purpose-driven, where people want to stand for something, to be a part of something. I mean, if you think about it, we don't live next to it. You know, we don't know our neighbors as much anymore. Our families don't live in the same cities anymore. That space of community has died away for a lot of us and we are yearning to have that. And so when we can give people that sense of, of home, that sense of trust, that sense of connection, that sense of belonging, um, then it does wonders for your business. Now, the great part about it is once you figure out what you stand for and what you care about, um, then, and you start to build a community around that where everybody, you start repeating yourself about what you care about and what you want people mm. to believe. And they go, oh, I believe that same thing and I want to hang out with you. You create this tribe and then you allow the tribe to naturally uh, assign itself roles, right? People will naturally assign themselves the policer of your, you know, of this movement and they'll, they'll mm. knock anybody down that tries to put it down. You'll, you'll naturally have the leaders that like want to teach what you teach, you know, yeah. um, like you would call them like the evangelist, right? You yeah. naturally have these, these roles that people assume without you even asking because they just want to, they feel like they're part of the community. From there, you get people that will then single those, themselves out and say, I am so connected and attached to your brand, um, and I serve a purpose for you as a business that can actually help you grow. And those are the people that I hire for my team because those people are the ones that aren't just going to do what I need them to do. They're not just going to be a community manager or an operations director or a tech director or whatever those are or a VA. They're going to be that and they're going to be the person that lives in my community. They're the one that tells me, Dana, somebody did this. I think you should go talk to them. You know, or Dana, oh my gosh, did you realize this thing happened in the community? They become my eyes and my ears in a, in a time when I don't have time to do that all, you know, all the time. So my community continues to be vibrant and growing and, uh, and its own ecosystem because the people I bring onto my team are, are totally integrated into the tribe. And then from there, because they do that, there's a there's a system almost like I have a company where people within the community rise up, right? So they become ambassadors of my Facebook group and they become facilitators at my events and then they become collaborators and we do, you know, co-facilitating uh, things and uh, webinars together and then they become team members. And, you know, so it, it's this space where people know that if they're in the community, they can rise up within the community. It can help them grow their business. It can, they become mini famous. We have mini famous people <laughs> in the boss mom space that for people in boss mom, they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I just got to meet so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because two, three years ago, you know, nobody knew who they were, but now everybody coming in knows this group. And it's, it's this beautiful ecosystem. When you let it work the way it's supposed to, people will naturally identify themselves instead of everybody feeling like they have to search for the right fit. The right fit kind of finds you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that I wanted to just, cause we've talked a about a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, but the, where this kind of fits into the whole UX and, and why you're on the podcast is because you're one of the few people that I feel like has grown their like expert-based business, uh, essentially a coaching consulting type of business by growing other people's businesses. So you don't have full-time employees where most coaches would go the route of having an operations director that's a full-time person. You have an operations director who directs operations for you, but also can take on other clients. That That is their business is being an operations director. They're not captured to you. And so you're able to scale up and down, right? And so you've, you've kind of 
you have this kind of flexible structure where everyone on your team is actually in business for themselves. And I think that's one of the key things that's going to change over the next five or 10 years is the mentality that the only way to scale up is to start bringing on employees. Well, of course you love it because it's the UX machine. I, I basically, I'm a personification of what you want everybody else to do. And when I learned about UX, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of doing that, you know? And, and you've actually taught me a lot of things about how I can do that, that better. Um, yeah, here's, here's the thing. I don't, I, I sat on a panel three years ago about millennials and I was the only person on there that didn't have a brick and mortar business that was actually a millennial, by the way. <laughs> and, I, and I was on the cusp, right? That uh-huh. sat on this panel and said, I, my dream is to not have employees. My dream is yeah. to not have a building. My dream is to contribute to the economy and help it grow by helping other people grow their businesses while I grow my business. And I had hordes of people afterwards coming up to me being like, I want that. I want that. Because there is that flexibility. There's less overhead. There's less responsibility. You're putting the responsibility back on people to run businesses well, you're going to teach them how to run businesses well. And so I'm helping create an economy of, of good business owners. And those people are going to, uh, like, I don't expect them to stay with me forever. Like I uh, recognize, I I, well, yeah, what's, what I, I is your expectation then? I usually say it's about two years. Um, and that's kind of what I've seen is, is about maybe year, two years. It depends on how good they are at, at what they do. Like if they've, if they've got yeah. all the parts together, um, then me talking about them, you know, me getting everybody excited about them, they leverage my influencer marketing ability to grow their business until their business comes to a point where they're like, Hey, Dana, one, you can't afford me. And two, <laughs> and, and two, like I'm moving into this other level. So I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to actually coach on this. Um, and that's great. Like I don't find that as a, as them leaving me, I find them as like turning into a butterfly and flying away. And I go, great. Now we can do collaborations and you can pay me affiliate money for (laughs) for sending people to you. And it's an ecosystem that works. And, And what happens is it comes back tenfold because those people tell people, yeah, Dana was my start or the boss mom community is the place that I live or Dana taught me this or this, you know, and we do a lot of thanking people in the community. We, every week, there's one day where all we do is call out somebody else that we appreciate for what they did. Hmm. And so I'm constantly getting called out and other people that are in my communities are constantly getting called out and then they call out that my academy or that this or that. So we're, we're constantly just telling each other that we're awesome (laughs) <laughs> but the people that are new in the community are going, oh, I didn't know that person existed. I didn't know they were awesome. But these 10 people just thanked them for how much they changed their lives. Maybe I should learn more. And like I said, it's like we need to stop thinking about businesses and the world as being this straight line somewhere. And we need to really think about an ecosystem that we're creating yeah. because the more support that we get, the more that we can create. That's why I love that you call it a UX machine. Like the more that we can get something that continually flows, whether we're in it all the time or not, yeah. the, the easier it is to make things flow and, and movement and action and, and success and all of the words that we, we say when we want to be awesome at whatever we do, um, all involve movement. They all involve some kind of action, some kind of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to create systems where that happens naturally as opposed to us fighting it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cause what happens is once you get the systems up and running, the systems pull us rather than us having to push people. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Wow. That sounded profound. That was totally accidental, but I'm going to take a giant Adam Carolla sniff on that one. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I live in my woman bubble. I don't know who Adam I know. You Carolla don't know who is. that is. Exactly. 
Come on. Um, I, I do know. I do know who that is. I just don't <laughs> listen to him purposefully. <laughs> he does have a nasally drone. All right. Let's talk about, because you mentioned the Academy, and this is one of the things I, w- I was hoping that we would have time to get to before we get to the free-to-pay journey, because uh, much like another guest that we've had on the show, another good friend of mine, Jenny Williams, who transferred essentially taking her coaching business that was one-on-one coaching. And then essentially while you're, you know, while she's traveling 60 miles an hour down the highway, she dismantles it, replaces the engine and, and switches it out for a done for you marketing service. You're in the middle of the same thing. So tell people what that's been like essentially switching over from the Academy to raising your business and what that actually means. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there are natural progressions in business growth. That's why I think boss mom is such a fun, uh, a fun analogy to always draw on because raising a business is a heck of a lot like raising a baby. Um, you get the growing pains. I joke that like every time you think you've got it figured out, you, uh, you know, your business starts teething or your business starts, you know, doing something. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's it's this natural thing. So, you know, right now I'm in the growing pain of the, of the scaling. I'm really in the scaling growing pain, which is um, I have systems that worked. They worked beautifully when I was getting on a certain number of calls. I knew how many sales calls I had to get on that translated to the second sales call that translated to the, you know, the conversion Mm -hmm. that translated to people into my group program. I knew exactly what I had to do every week and the systems worked. Once I had built that up, I now had all of the information, all of the tools and all the resources I needed to now make the coursework. And I've, I made my first dollar selling courses. Like that's my corporate background is making uh, course content and engaging content, engaging, uh, you know, teaching, understanding how, how groups of people engage. Mm-hmm. So that's where I made my first money, but I didn't have any big signature thing. Um, so when Raising Your Business came out at the, I want to say the very beginning of 2017, Mm-hmm. It kind of threw me for a loop. I was very confused. I'd get on calls and all of a sudden I was like, what am I selling? I don't know which <laughs> one to sell them. And, right. and it was, and it felt very awkward, but it was because I had, I had flipped my script mm-hmm. and, and I had flipped the way I, what I was doing. And I was, I had created this space where I had to start making some decisions. I had okay. made decisions and this is, this is the space where people get into. They have to make the decision usually to cut back on revenue they're making in one area that is their time for money area so that they have space to build the thing that they're now able to scale that is actually passive income or more passive income. Right. And so that's what it is. It was about six months of pain of building the thing and putting it together while still kind of having this Academy. And it was very stressful. And then I was like, I'm not going to do the Academy, but everybody wants the Academy. There's a lot of decision-making that happens in this, in that phase. And now we're at a space where We've got Raising Your Business. It's a program that works. We have a vault that's your membership site. We focused in on two things. And I mean, you know me. So anybody who knows me, I'm an idea person. I'm a creator. Mm -hmm. um, And I just like new things and I like to make things. So I constantly want to just make new stuff. And so what we had to do is we had to create a membership site for me um, that is like our low cost membership site to feed my need to create. Otherwise, what I did is I would have to create completely new funnels and completely new sales <laughs> and sell 18 different things. And then it yeah. gets very confusing. The yeah. only way I could have a signature program and still feed my need to create was to create a membership site that I could then feed into. And the people that get the big program automatically get access to the little program. And people get yeah. the little program with all the little courses uh, get upsold into the big program. And so once again, it's an ecosystem. Like the idea yeah. is everybody that I talk to, 
I get them into my, you know, my space, my funnel, my free to pay journey. And then I have to, I have to know where I'm nurturing them. Like what's the gap I'm going to fill? Like you talk about the problem you solve. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk about the gaps we fill. Like I, I was, I, we had had this conversation before that I don't think women use the term solve problem solving. Yeah. Which we want to fix things. We like filling gaps. We like fixing things. We like making things better. We like helping. Um, and so that's how we think about it, but that's, you've got to know what that small little gap that you're filling is to get them and that problem you're solving to get them to the next level. And that's how your products and and your content yes. should flow. And that's, that's one of the things that, that, talking to you has helped me figure out about how I look at like my, my tribe, my clients and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause, and this is going to go into the book, the idea that people kind of, uh, anytime you have any type of leader, people kind of separate themselves into natural circles around that leader, depending on mm-hmm. how close and how deep and how connected that relationship is with the leader. Right. So you've got, you know, right. inner circle, various types of outer circles. And then you have at the very outer Lots of circles. Of that, yeah barely know who you are, that maybe they recognize right. the name, but they don't really know you and have any sort of relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, one of the kind of the breakthrough things that came out of you and I talking was the idea that those circles are really separated by what is the one thing that separates them from being in that next circle that's closest to me, All right? So you've got the very inner circle of people that you can really help where they're in the perfect spot where once they get involved with me, I can deliver some sort of transformation to their life or their business. Like that's the mm-hmm. ideal. Now the question is, okay, well, if they're not in that perfect spot, what's the next step removed and how can I create mm-hmm. content or a program or something that's some leveraged use of my time or, or knowledge that doesn't just help them. It's not just content that they can quote engage with and, and all that stuff, but it, it is intended to help them fill that gap to get from one circle into the circle where they, they are the exact right ideal client for me. And that for me was like a complete. Yeah. Well, and, and the big thing to remember is it's not, it's usually not content. Like the thing to get people to the next level, the gap to fill usually isn't a thing. It's, uh, it's usually permission, um, confirmation, Um, it's usually like, I've been on a call with somebody and she's like, I have two business ideas that I have training in. I could do right. And we talked through it. And I said, look, everything you've told me, you should edit books. You have two masters in book editing. You should like all of these things. You should edit books. It's like, I'm just not sure that's, you know, so the gap for me is getting her to believe that that's the path that she should take so that the program I have now becomes relevant. Cause if you don't know what your business is, it's hard to give you a business building tool, right? So mm. what I, the gap I filled was I said, look, you need confirmation. I want you to go to this group. I want you to ask this question. I want you to tell two people with this exact criteria that we just talked about that you will review their book for free over the next two weeks, you know, clear some time that you have and go see how many people respond to that and, and edit a book. Just edit a book. Like somebody's going to let you edit their book for free. I tr- believe me. She yes. went into the space she had like 10 people say yes. She picked the two that she loved. Like several other people hired her. By the time we got on another call to sell her into the program to see if I had filled that gap, um, it, you know, it was a couple weeks later, she already had three clients, you know, and now she's booked out for a year. She edits my books and we're actually really great friends and she's been <laughs> through all my programs. And, and the point is, is that we, sometimes we think, oh, the problem I'm going to solve is I'm going to create some content for them. And, and most of the time they're not going to take that content. It's usually because they don't have some, they don't have the mental 
physical or financial resources to get to that next level. And a lot of it is giving them permission to say yes to something, no to something, confidence that, that, that it's actually the right direction. I call it decision confidence, mm-hmm. um, confirmation that other people actually want it. So showing them a few ways to create buzz within an online community so that they can confirm that other people actually would be interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. Getting them to write out what, they're, what they actually believe or what they want um, and pitching them somewhere to just get on someplace to, to give them value validation that their story and their path is actually the, a good one. Um, those things I find are usually are usually the place to get it. That's why a thing like Boss Mom, where we talk just as much about, you know, it's okay to feel all your emotions and the roller coaster that you're on is completely natural. And hey, by the way, this thing that happened to me that probably happened to a million other people, like if it's happening to you, that's okay. You can still be productive and make money and do all those things. What we're doing in that sense is we're, we're letting people know, like we're giving them permission to be okay with themselves and to, and to take a chance on themselves and to get okay. excited about themselves. And all of those things lend themselves to buying decisions. Right. And that's how we get people into the inner circle is a lot more mental than it is resources. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And where most people look at it is what, what's the content that I can get that'll get people engaged. And then they're just hoping to, that out of that massive group of people who engage that some of them will kind of magically take the step and, and be their ideal client. So, um, yeah. all right, let's fit, before we talk about how people can connect briefly, let's talk about focus because you've talked about, um, I know we've talked a lot about it behind the scenes and stuff about like what you're focusing on and like, how did you arrive at what you're narrowing down your focus on? Cause it really does come down to decision confidence. I think that's what mm-hmm stops a lot of people from being focused. So Mm -hmm. how do you help? Like, how do you stay focused? How do you help people stay focused? Yeah. Well, one, the free to pay journey that you mentioned is, is, is a way for people to see that there's a path, right? So I think the decision confusion or decision fatigue or whatever terminology you want to use for it happens because people aren't confident in what they're doing, right? So so to make a decision is actually to kill off your options, right? right? Which is very scary. The idea of narrowing down and making a choice is very scary, um, whether people like to admit it or not. And so when you're thinking about helping people make decisions, you want them to, f- to not feel guilty about making the wrong decision. And when we feel guilty, it's because we don't know, like we, we have this a lot in parenting where we're like, oh, am I spending too much time in my business or with my kids or like, I want to be an adult, but I'm supposed to like want to play with my kids and like, ah, all these things, what am I supposed to do? But when you are consciously making a decision that your business has a priority or you're consciously making a decision and you're weighing your options, right? So this is what decision confidence really does for you is most people don't know how to appropriately weigh their options, right? They think they are thinking about it and they go and they watch, watch some sales pages and do some webinars and everything sounds good. Everything sounds doable. That's the problem with marketing today. Oh, everything sounds everything like the right choice. Yeah, everything sounds like the right choice. So how are you supposed to appropriately weigh your decisions and feel confident that you're making the right choice if everything sounds good? So what we have to do is we have to start getting people to understand what their end in mind is, you know, like the, right. the Steve Covey, like, like what your end in mind, what you're actually trying to accomplish. I talk about like what your, your deal breakers and your dream makers are. Like what do you actually really want that's the big stuff? And what are the things that are your non-negotiables? Like I don't want to be away from home for this many days in a row or I don't want to be with somebody who makes me question my value or anything like that, right? So your deal breakers and your, and your dream makers. And then 
understand exactly what you're good at, like what you can do 10 times faster than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and then understand what you actually enjoy doing and you don't procrastinate on. Because everything yeah. else, that, talking about building a team, everything that I know I should do because it makes me money, but I don't do, I outsource. Right. Because something is just not, it's not for me, right? Yeah. And so when you start to map this out, I don't know, it's called something like a business plan that nobody makes anymore, right? <laughs> Where you actually understand what you're trying to do because then you right. can consciously make decisions. You can wake up every morning and go, hey, what's my, what's the thing I'm, I'm moving towards? You would, you know, and then what's the, you would call them like performance goals. Like what yeah. am I doing today that's going yeah. to get me there? And is what I'm doing today going to get me there or not? And if the answer is no, then it becomes really easy to be confident in saying no to that thing because you know exactly the next step that you wanted it to get you to. And if it's not getting you there, then then you don't do it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And we'll have to get you back on to like go deeper into the free to pay journey. Cause to me, the, mm-hmm. the free to pay journey and focus are inextricably linked and that it's really between that and, and the way you talk about the de- de- decision confidence and, and eliminating the decision fatigue that we have in our lives will help us focus. And the focus is the key to actually making consistent income in our businesses. Because I, I mean, literally just have a, had a conversation with a friend of mine today about, hey, well, what if I did this? And what if I white labeled that? And what if I, what if I got this over here? And like, I just want to like double my revenue. And I'm, I'm like, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that you can They've sell more books. of? And yeah, not one thing. selling five things. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard. Well, and if um, if anybody wants, I actually have like a free uh, tool that walks you through what the free to pay journey is using really fun dating analogies because I think <laughs> I think it's the perfect analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and where where do people obtain said tool? Um, they can go to boss mom.com forward slash journey. I make it super easy. All right. Um, boss- and it actually gives it to you. Journey. Yeah with an audio file and everything that walks you through it. And we've actually in the boss mom podcast, if, um, if you go to our website and you just search on the podcast, uh, journey, we've done episodes about the free to pay journey too, that that can kind of walk you through, but I'm also happy to come on because I'm a talker. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. And people can go and grab the uh, boss mom podcast on iTunes. They can go to boss mom.com and get all the prior episodes there. Uh, and then, yeah. And then, Oh, and not to forget the Facebook community. So if you're listening to this and you want to be in that community or you want to check it out to see how it's, you know, run and operate and why it works so well. Um, yeah. What's, what's the best way to get to the Facebook group? Yeah, it's just boss-mom.com forward slash Facebook. We make that super easy. All right. And then also, because I feel like I just, it's your podcast, so I need to do a good plug. Um, if anybody is has a podcast, so I've had my podcast for several years and turned it over to Matt and his team, um, and they are amazing. They literally, you literally make my, make, make my life so much easier to not have to do it in-house and have you guys take care of it. It was, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful process. So if anybody has a podcast or is starting one, you should hire Matt and his team to do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's my plug for you. And how much will <laughs> that endorsement cost me? Oh man, I'm going to have to write a big fat check. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you've got a hard out. So thank you so much for coming onto the UX podcast. We appreciate it. And I'm excited to have you back. Thanks for having me. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service 
Uh, that is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market. Something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.